the Comedy Zone podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved. From Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your host, Jason Allen King. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Comedy Zone Podcast. Uh, we are two-thirds of a podcast today. Uh, I'm Jason Allen King. I'm here with the amazing Brian Baltashevitz, the uh, the guru, the wizard. Uh, that's, that's his new name. He's the wizard. I'm the whiz. He's the whiz. That's right. Hardest working man. He's the hardest working man in, in Charlotte and podcast at least, if not all things like production. You were, you're a madman. We're just catching up off air about it and uh yeah big things he's he's a he's doing it all we're we're happy to have you here or for you to have us here however that works yeah i think we're i think it's a mutually beneficial thing i think <laughs> i think uh hopefully you know you guys get as much out of this as i get out of having you guys around so he's a very generous what a generous man uh still no will uh he is doing far more important things and <laughs> with a, a new family member so uh we can't wait to have you back will and we wish you the best and sleep yeah and i did uh exchange a text message with will earlier today he said hey yep for the podcasting night because it's been a few weeks since you know the the, the new uh child made his appearance and uh <laughs> And it was about a half hour, half hour later, I get a message. I think I need one more week. So, <laughs> now I may be projecting that. <laughs> I, I can hear Will saying that. But yeah, just I think I need one more week. I can absolutely hear him saying that. Well, we, we certainly wish him the best. And I'm sure he's going to have some great stories about Alec. And, and uh, yeah, this is exciting. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the, whole, the whole thing, I'm sure he's going to have uh, tons of material from that. So there's got to be stories. Yeah. Yeah, um, we uh, we were just talking about some uh, film in town. There's quite a th- quite a few things happening here in Charlotte. We're we're kind of picking back up. For some reason, the the film the film world has been you would have thought really crushed by COVID, but you know I, I've been back for over a month and yeah. doing work. It's uh, it's happening. So Atlanta's opened up a little bit. I think our phase three starts. It's like a partial phase three opens this week because gyms are opening. We are, yeah, it's, uh, the governor called it phase 2.5. So he's totally hedging on, <laughs> <laughs> on phase three, but basically, uh, I want to say he said that, uh, gyms can reopen for, you know, limited capacity, uh, but still no bars, you know, and still no gatherings of over 25 people. So it's like a, it's like double secret probation kind of. I would, yeah, I would love to know the logic behind not opening a bar, but opening a gym of, you know, 200 people. I, I just, yeah. I don't even know if I have judgment. It's just the bars are struggling. Like why, yeah. why can't they open up? Like keep, keep the early shift, like make it so that you have to go close yeah. by 10 or whatever. Well, they do. Yeah. They can't serve alcohol past 11. Right. Uh, is that what it is? But, 
yeah it's 11 but it's still it's it's yeah it's weird i don't know i don't know they act like alcohol does something to our judgment and we don't right. really know it's how to behave ridiculous. with one another and we get in each other's faces and fight you know what that's a good decision keep those close <laughs> <laughs> it's like we can't behave ourselves at bars right yeah, like right yeah. we literally can't so it's our fault yeah. anyway that's on us uh, still, still very curious. I don't know. I, I don't follow it closely enough to probably even comment on it, but I just, I want to get some of my places back open. You know, I got my, my, my people, the evening muse, neighborhood theater, yeah. you know, yep. uh, places in the hood are, we need them open, man. They're, they're, they're struggling. We need to get them back on their feet. And not to mention the comedy zone. That's uh, yeah. Yeah, of course. That, yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah. I worry about, you know, um, a lot of those places that if you can do something to support, you know, speaking to, you know, the general listener, if you can, you know, do something to um, support these places, check out their websites, uh, check out their um, social media, anything that you can do to help the um, evening muse uh, was selling t-shirts. I bought a, I bought a t-shirt for the evening muse, you know, uh, there is an organization and I was actually just trying to pull it up here as we're talking uh, where you can donate mm -hmm. to the small, you know, music venues. Yep locally owned kind of music venues I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that i don't have it's like the something ncaa or something like that um that is but the, if you go to their websites i think you'll you'll be able to find yeah. you know what what it is yeah uh, i want to say it's like oh. save our stage or something or save our stages yeah. there's that drive yeah so there's there if you just yeah look for charlotte arts charlotte music venues yeah uh you'll find it but it's 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 important you know we turn to the arts for for you know, in times like these, and 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 it's important to continue to support them, even though we can't go. Absolutely, yep, totally agree. Yeah, I just did a show at the Spirit Square this past week. Yeah, how was I that? Think of, uh, it, was, it was a really fun show. Uh, I think of that in the Comedy Zone. The evening I performed at Evening Muse so many times in the past year. There, that's a that's a, a stage that just has opened its door to you know, if you're a performer of any kind, they're gonna have, they're gonna find room for you there. Yeah. Yeah. That says a lot about who they are. So you know, it, 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 it's so here's how here's how diverse they are. I've performed on stage there in a <laughs> oh sketch. <my> God. <laughs> we were in that wow. sketch together. Remember? High yeah, bar. That's right. You and I were <laughs> on stage together. That's correct. Yeah, I mean, we did sketch comedy on there and yeah, and, and stand up and yeah. I've seen jugglers on that stage. Like they do yeah. all kinds of shit there, and it's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Uh, the evening muse but spirit square spirit square was great they do sounds on the square every friday through november and uh it was a lot of fun the people were they just people are just ready to be out you know they've got socially distanced chairs and you know i think there was 25 30 people there it wasn't a huge okay. thing yeah. but it was still okay you know it was the kind of much of it was the opposite of what you would think of a comedy show because it was right. bright it was in the city so it was kind of loud i got heckled by a honda it was that kind of thing <laughs> nice, um and you know it was warm it was more like a you know like a backyard party than more than it was like but it was but it was great like everyone was having yeah. a good time so um yeah it's great I, I opened for the caroline keller band uh and they they were they they're a local band they knocked me out they were they're you That's know awesome. expectations were blown away so uh yeah i think this week is todd riley i think is there okay so yeah. this uh this friday what is this friday's the the fourth, uh, fourth. Um, yep. yeah the doors open at six they they have uh, beer and wine and 
Um, Todd Riley is going to be there, friend of the podcast, local, uh, just brilliant comedian. So be sure to check him out. I don't know who the musical act is. So that's um, awesome. Um, did now you had said that you were going to bring your own microphone. Now, how did that? How did that work out? I did. I did. Okay. Um, so they were kind enough to have. Uh, they had a mic separate for me. I didn't know who tested, didn't know who used it. So when yeah. I got there, I, you know, I said, listen, I have my own mic. I'd love to, you know, they said, if you change it out, uh, it'll be your responsibility the rest of the show. So when I'm done, I can just take it with me, which is what I did. Awesome. So yeah. um, I, I did, went up and did a sound check, left it in there. Nobody else touched it. Once I was done, I literally popped it off the, the mic, put the cable on the ground, and they had a guy who was coming to take my particular mic stand away. And it went very, very smoothly. So um, Megan King so, over there at the uh, yeah. Spirit Square did a great job managing okay. all that. Thanks, Megan. So yeah. when you're, you know, so you're finished. My name's Jason King. Thank you. Good night. Pop the mic off. Yep. So they, right, and, right there. Yeah, I, I met eyes with the, uh, the sound guy and he was just like, I'll have the mic turned down for you. I kind of did one of these because I called on the Caroline Keller band. Yeah. As they were coming up, we kind of did the eyes and yeah, it worked out really well. That's um, exactly uh, and what I was going to ask because the audio guy in me <laughs> yeah, right. was wondering if the, you know, if the audio tech at the, at the venue, which <laughs> uh, uh, those guys are uh, top notch over at, at, yeah. at uh, Blumenthal. And um, I was wondering if you, you know, if there was that sound, because that sound is not <laughs> great. So like, yeah. here's the Caroline Geller band. <laughs> no they heard that during my set not my, uh but i also had an on off switch on my mic so i was pretty i was pretty present in the moment of not messing yeah. that up you know uh, now any uh covid19 related material or just steer away from it i don't do too much i mean i you know i i have one one joke that I'll that I say that usually gets people wound up I'll say you know the first people who broke quarantine uh, didn't didn't have grandparents well they don't now <laughs> that usually is a little dark way to start it and yeah. get a lot of groans and people laugh and it's like all right just trying let's, let's figure out where you guys are at here so how to move forward good it makes people up a little bit I, like yeah, I don't do too much i do something about black it's like the weirdest black mirror episode ever and yeah. you know one or two jokes about drinking too much uh during it which is yeah. kind of that's about it and i don't i don't dwell on that stuff and i want to get back to i want to get back to my set so that i right. i have new material that i'm working on that's not covid related that that i want to get to that you know yeah i almost feel like you have to at least acknowledge it in some way Yes. You know, you don't have to do your entire set, you know, based around it. Right. Uh, but I do definitely think, you know, because I think that, you know, I would imagine that, you know, the crowds don't want to hear it. They're aware. It's the whole reason they're at that show and exactly sitting right. far away from everybody, you know, outdoors at six o'clock in the evening, listening to a comic <laughs> outside. But uh, it, it's, you have to acknowledge it and then, and then just get onto your, I think so. I think you're right. I also think that people are, uh, and this is for everything, uh, we are so inundated with uh, humor and snark and everything else on social media, on just everywhere you look, it's someone talking about politics, one side or the other. It's always yeah. a joke. There's literally a billion memes out there. So I actually think all that stuff has made being a comic harder because people are, are saturated with this kind of stuff. So 
you got to come off with with something that's really unique and that that's just becomes more and more challenging you know yeah yeah you know you see a meme that's similar to a joke you have and you're like well you know suddenly now you're like is that joke burned or do i have to you know rework it or does it now right. just have to go away you know yeah yeah and that, i think that's you know each individual time that happens is its own thing but um yeah so there you have it i mean i, I and then you know that's how i am like like short jokes i don't do a whole show on being right being short or whatever i i don't think it's as be as diverse as you can i think yeah you know, while yeah. still being true to yourself uh, speaking of, this is a perfect segue. Did you happen to see a uh, very funny comic? Uh, he really is a guy who stayed in his own lane for forever up until this week. Uh, Jim Gaffigan. Yes. Yeah. Holy shit. Have I never seen an about face? Uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm floored by, by it. By yeah, that. a complete, the, basically a, a, a Twitter meltdown. But um, but in a in a but yeah. in a smart way, right? Yes, like yes, yes. Uh, he <laughs> he basically I, I took the whole post and I of course it's going to take me a minute to find it, but I had to I had to copy the whole post and uh, yeah, and it's uh, it's called "What I've Learned Since I Lost My Mind." <laughs> um, yeah, and he's just talking about what happened. He's like, let's set the stage. On Thursday night, I went on a Twitter rant about the RNC and Trump. I did. I must have been drunk, question mark. I wasn't. I was angry. I was cursing while tweeting out things that contradicted everything I stood for as a so-called clean Catholic comedian. Uh, in reality, I've made jokes about Trump in my last three specials and have repeatedly expressed support for gay rights and Black Lives Matter on social media. Regardless of any of that, I am perceived as a political. This, that is somewhat intentional. I learned early in my stand-up career. People don't want to hear about politics from me. I knew uh, me talking politics wasn't changing any minds and was only alienating half of the audience. This is very, very much where I stand on this yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, partially because I don't think I've got the... Uh, I don't know if I have the brain power to really get into all this. I haven't educated myself. I don't stay up on this stuff enough. So therefore I don't feel like I really want to talk about it that much, but yeah, he, he went on and the backlash from his followers at, was so frustrating to watch and to read because it, they didn't read anything other than this blanket statement of I, he hates Trump and now I hate him. Right. Literally, the death threats on there were, uh, you know, hey, listen, uh, I used to like you. Now I hate you. Uh, you're going to be looking over shoulder the rest, of the rest of your life. Enjoy. Like, can you imagine that over, over yeah. talking about the president and how ignorant the president is? He is right. going to suffer this backlash and losing half of his audience. Yeah. That's and I think it's anything. I mean, you know, I'm sure that he, you know, he weighed that, you know, going in. But just, you know, like a lot of us, he's he's tired and he's frustrated and he's had enough. And, you know, I think he, I think he forgive me for cutting you off. Sorry. I think he saw the responsibility. Yes. Because I do think his his Christianity is, is an important part of who he is and his identity and his family. Mm -hmm. And I think he saw, you know, he touches on a little bit how he saw that needed to be contradicted because Trump's not a Christian. Right. right. He's not. And, I, right. you know, I'll defend that position forever. He's not a Christian man. 
Yeah, and in spite of awkwardly holding up a book in front of a church. Nothing about that. Nothing not about him is Christian, and no, that, that's no. the that's the biggest you know wool over the eyes that he's pulled on everybody. And that I, you know, I'm I'm not an especially religious person, but you mess with people's faith and stuff. I have a problem with that. Yeah. You know? um, but yeah, but but all that seriousness kind of out of the way. Like, holy shit, man! You're right. <laughs> he had to weigh. You know, yeah. you're talking about this is one of the highest paid comedians uh, for years now. Yeah. This guy tours the world literally uh, yeah. with this stuff. And I think he has done serious damage and I think he's okay with it. Uh, serious damage to his, to what he's doing, yeah. uh, to his, his career and who's going to come. And I, I, I'm just, I'm amazed. I'm proud of him. I'm nervous for him. Like, that's a big I- position. I feel like he'll be okay. You know, I mean, d- d- let's be, you know, Louis, Louis CK is more or less okay. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Sure. All that. So, you know, I have a sense He's of doing gap fine. again. He'll be fine. I think you're right. <laughs> uh, and also, I also believe that uh, the country is a very short uh, attention span. We've got and and a very short memory. Yep. This is all the reasons why Louis is still, still around and doing what he's yeah. doing. Um, you know, we'll see. I also do believe, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. This whole Trump phenomenon, while it might not be new to the to the world historically, it is new to us. Yeah. New to this country. So, and people's reaction to it, I think, is all fairly new. Um, but but again, I I I find it to be a, a like I said, I'm I'm proud of him. Even if he came out the other way. Mm-hmm. And he became political, like I, I, you know, to some degree, it's like, yeah, this guy's making a big shift in his career, and and that's a, probably a very scary thing to do. I probably wouldn't be as enthusiastic though if he just came out. Probably not in the, the yeah. direction, but probably wouldn't even be talking about it, honestly, right now. It's, yeah, unless we're just boy, Gaffigan really went off the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been nuts. It would have been. It, it would have been the same conversation we have about other people who are in that. Yeah, in, yeah. that position. But yeah. uh, I wonder if there's, you know, he's kind of in a unique position to be that guy right now. I mean, I guess if yeah. Seinfeld came out and started talking about politics, it would be also a wow, holy shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's an, a definite you know, a business decision for these guys, you know, yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, he chose to be heard and to, and to, and to speak out as opposed to sitting back. And I hope, you know, in the long run, when, you know, I keep hearing, you know, when history looks back at this, how will you be, you know, what will you be able to tell your, I don't have kids, but you know, what, yeah. what will you be able to tell your, you know, your grandchildren you did during all this? And hopefully you'll be able to say at, at least that you spoke up. Yeah, I mean, being on the right side of history, and uh, you know, some of us, uh, you know, I can see how, you know, being silent is, uh, you can be misconstrued in your mm-hmm. silence. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things that I've sort of grappled with a little bit with all this is, you know, as a comedian choosing not to talk about politics for the reasons that I explained, but for to not to just not be controversial maybe isn't enough, you know. Yeah. Maybe talking about it a little bit is good. Yeah. For, someone, for someone like him, I think him doing that is maybe there are some people. I mean, think about it. This guy's got millions of fans. What if he gets 0.05% of them to, to rethink and to reevaluate Trump? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe yeah. there's a reason why, you know, famous people have so much influence. So yeah. um, I don't know. Maybe, like I said, he saw the saw what's going on, felt like he needed to do something. I don't know. Yeah. So maybe 
you know, Big Jay Okerson now is going to come out and Big J. Big, I know we talked about him last week. That's why he's on the top of my mind. Yeah. Oh God, politics. I hate it so much. I cannot that wait for worst. just, a, can we just fast forward past November and just find out what's going to happen and move on. So I don't have to think about this shit anymore. 62 more days, something like that. Good grief. Yeah. That is a lifetime. That's a lifetime. All right. 67. All right. My wife just corrected me. Sixty-seven <laughs> days from where we're sitting right now. So she gave she added a week onto that. Come on, yeah. Tara. thanks, Damn thanks, it. Tara. All right, um, we're <laughs> so that's that. Let's uh, if we have any more thoughts on, we'll we'll talk about it when we come back. Yeah, and then we'll take a quick break and uh, stay with us, everybody. How many servings of fruits and vegetables should you be eating? This is a 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina. The magic number is five. Three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruits have been connected to lower risk of certain cancers, stroke, and heart disease. Fruits and vegetables are a great source of essential vitamins and minerals in addition to plenty of fiber to maintain a healthy gut and reduce the risk of colon cancer. And they're high in vitamin C and potassium. If five servings seems like a lot, consider starting your daily vegetables with your first meal of the day. Snack on fruits and vegetables instead of whatever your current go-to snacks are. Use vegetables as the main ingredients in other dishes like baked goods and chili, and whenever you can, get fresh vegetables, especially in the summer when they are in season. This has been your 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina, official team physicians of the Carolina Panthers and proud sponsor of the Queen City Podcast Network. For more tips or to make an appointment, visit orthocarolina.com. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Uh, we uh, had a, a short segment there talking about uh, Jim Gaffigan, and uh, you know he, he he left the topic of bacon and went to politics. So good for him. Uh, did you happen to see that uh, another name is uh, back in the news in comedy? Uh, Chris D'Elia um, accused of exposing himself to two more women, <sighs> sexual misconduct, uh, including uh, he gave her the Louis treatment. Oh uh, no. Ma- masturbated in front of her, uh, uh, unprovoked, didn't ask. And uh, what is going on with guys and doing that? I, I just, not, not only is it just absolutely just like grossly inappropriate and, and aggressive and, and I mean, it's, it's i mean it's basically assault like i don't know what all the proper terms are it's awful and gross no and, that's yeah assault works yeah um I, I just what what why what it's a, it's the power thing right it's it's always comes back to the power gotta be right 
because there's no yeah there's no i mean what there's no humor in it no no these are no, comics right you, no, right is that they try to make everything funny it's like yeah hey look at hey this. look at this hey. Uh, yeah i i don't just gross don't, like we're, we're guys are gross what are we doing oh well there's no listen make no mistake it's so frustrating uh, <laughs> but i don't be a yeah, perfect I, guy I, and have every other guy <laughs> that's obviously not true that's a ridiculous thing to say is it a control like self-control like do you just have to i don't i don't i don't get it it brings up a good question because crystal is and he's a you know uh, uh, guys guys women like him they say he's an attractive guy. I don't really get that. I can, yeah. I'm, I can, I'm a guy who can say another guy's attractive. I'm totally sure, fine absolutely. doing that. I don't get it with him, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is, it's not someone who was hurting for, for, for finding, you know, women to be with. Right. right. You know? So I don't, I don't know. I don't know where this shit comes from, but that happened. So, uh, you know, we're going to see him fade into the, fade into the history books. of At least for a year, other, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Another perverted comedian. Uh, if you're a comic and a guy, like, Pull, pull your head out of your ass, just guys. Come on. Keep it in your pants. That's keep it in your it's, pants. It's really not complicated. Like, um, just, just be, be a good dude. Yeah, about that. That's the. It seems easy, to, right? I don't know. I'm not. Well, and let's be honest. The, the open masturbation is what the comedy condo is for. It's not. It's not. It's not oh, that didn't the, feel good. That tasted lucky <laughs> too, Brian. That was not. That's what. <laughs> For, yeah, a lo- for, for going home alone by yourself, that's yes, right. that's, that's exactly it. That, that's it. Don't yeah, never take a black light into a comedy condo. That's oh god. No. Yeah, I've been in a couple where it's like oh. ah, it's worth it to get the hotel. Um, I wanted to ask, did you see that they are as we're changing gears out of a very gross topic to <laughs> not still kind of a gross topic? Um, they're rebooting planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, I, I'm very much against that. I'm against, I'm going to say reboot culture. Like, yeah. I don't know why I put culture on everything. It <laughs> makes, it a, makes it sound cool. I don't know why we keep rebooting movies that don't, that don't need to be rebooted. Maybe just make a new movie. I don't care if it's a similar plot. Just call it something else. They're, they're taking advantage of people's nostalgia and right. getting to come back. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles with Kevin Hart and Will Smith. That's a movie I want to see, but... But Not because it's, it's planes, trains, and automobiles. But it's got to. You could, if you give Steve Martin and or John Candy a cell phone, then oh, the yeah. original planes, trains, <laughs> yes. the original planes, trains, and automobiles is five minutes long. Yep. Right. It's oh, the flight's delayed. Dude, right, got it done. Yeah, that's Movie right. Over. There's an app. Right. They've already right. fixed the problem. <laughs> exactly. So uh, how it would have to be then it's got to be something then, you know, is it back to a time before cell phones exist? Like, how do they, what are yeah. they, how do you get stranded? People don't get stranded like that anymore. It's a really, really smart uh, question to ask. Cause you're right. Cell phones would have ruined, we've talked about this. It would ruin yeah. every si- uh, Seinfeld episode. <laughs> like exactly. they don't even get me started with three's company. Like the, yeah, the, uh, yeah it's crazy. So, what's this going to be? I'll be very curious. I do like the idea of these two guys being in a movie together. I think they're fun. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I, the, the other issue with this is that Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is one of the best movies I just think ever. It's just that good of a movie. Yeah. Movie that is that genuine, that has got the, so yeah. much heart to it. Like the, the big, ah, sorry. The big <laughs> reveal at the end. Yeah. Um, 
which we won't talk about it, but you know, if you haven't seen Spoiler it, alert. go, go We're see it. There's this great, yeah. there's a great sort of uh, reveal yeah, at the it, end of the movie. It's just. And how, how good both actors, Steve Martin, John Candy, yeah. both tremendous, but the scene in the hotel room, the I like me scene with John. Oh Candy, yeah. Uh, makes uh, me cry every single time. I've it seen is, it a thousand times. It, yeah, He's you nailed it. so yeah. good in that movie. Yeah. I like me. Yeah. My yeah. wife likes me. You know, like, oh, it's the, it's the sweetest. Uh, how, do you, how are you in a, in a movie with Steve Martin and you kind of steal the movie? Yeah, That's how right. good John Candy was. Yeah. Uh, I just think he, he did, he could do anything. Like yeah. I would have done anything. And I, I think he's, he's the best and he's one of the most underrated comedic actors, I think, yeah. going. Um, because I love Steve Martin, and uh, and they're so that's not a pillow. Are you kidding me? Those aren't pillows. That's like we need a bigger boat. That's the, <laughs> <laughs> the so good. One. So tall order for Kevin uh, Kevin Hart and Will Smith. So we'll we'll see what they what they do with that. I you know I don't have high, great expectations for mm. that, but um, yeah. Um, are you? Uh, I'm going to shift uh, gears here a little bit. Do you like uh, uh, late? late night shows do you like the you know jimmy fallon and kimmel and, and um that, that, i, mean, I what, did are you an avid watcher and you are not now or how? i was yeah not so much now because i i can't stay up uh late, <laughs> but, but i know right it's, then. it's adorable we're so cute at this age <laughs> um but uh uh you know the back in the day you know grew up watching carson my parents would let me up would let me stay up late to watch carson uh you know um remember when david letterman had a morning show on nbc and then wow. followed him to the late night show uh went through college had a buddy um uh, in my dorm that every night um 11 25 i would walk over to his dorm room and we'd watch letterman together so yeah i i, I you know was a big late night guy not so much now and not a fan of what fallon's done with the tonight show mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, a little bit with the Daily Show when John Stewart was on, and then and then uh, yeah, last week tonight with John Oliver, yeah, 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 taking yeah. up that mantle. Not to say anything bad about Trevor Noah's show, but it's oh, he's, different now. He's, yeah, he's great too, but it's a different. Yeah, it's yeah, um, it's a different thing. But yeah, the late night shows, even Conan, I I, I can't. You know, I love Conan's podcast, but can't really. Yeah. Well, I asked because there's so Seth Meyers is going back to into the studio this week. Okay. Uh, I don't know if he's having an audience, but he's, he's going back to the studio. And I'm just kind of curious, I'm asking the, putting the question out there is, we have not seen anything like this happen to, to anybody in this country ever. So, and I think there's a lot of people who found it really refreshing to have this stripped down, less formal, you know, hosts aren't wearing suits every night. Uh, you're not having the guests come in and, and all, you know, done up to the nines because they're going to be on TV. Everyone has sort of become... There's a familiarity in the country now with one another where being casual, being more casual is, has become acceptable. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, is there going to be a residual effect? Is anyone going to sort of maintain this, um, this format, this level of casual familiarity, uh, which I think is the way to put it, I think. Yeah, uh, 100%. We, we, I was just having this conversation in a radio um, interview this morning about about how um, COVID-19 is going to change the way we the way we consume media, but also the way we produce media. If you look at what Saturday Night Live did, 
Yeah. You know, um, you look at, you know, what we're able to do now over uh, software programs like Zoom, mm -hmm. um, you know, where we can have a guest, you know, on our show who doesn't necessarily live here, who doesn't have to leave his house to do it right. or her house, you know, uh, local, you know, local news anchors anchoring, you know, shows from their kitchens and their bedroom and, right. and uh, guests on political shows. And, and It makes sense. The fear of, well, the production value isn't going to be there or, or what have you. Is it doesn't like, matter no, anymore. It doesn't yeah. matter. People are so used to doing this now over months. I mean, the, granted, the, I mean, it could go away or it could be that people are, you know, putting up these mini studios in their house and, mm -hmm. you know, cameras are getting better, you know, every six months, it seems like. Because, yeah. uh, you know, Colbert to me is, you know, it's one of the smartest guys in, in late night. There's a lot of people I know who are saying that his show is better now mm -hmm. because he's, uh, because he's more casual and laid back where I, there's something about him and how he conducts himself and maybe how his brain works that now he's even, he's yeah. even better now because he's sort of maybe in his own element. I don't know. So well, it's just, forced us, you know, I think to get a little bit more creative. Again, I keep um, going back to what Saturday Night Live did you know, uh, uh, it took them out of that studio for the first time in almost 50 years Yeah, and forced them to think, okay, you know, so now you're at home, here's the stuff you have available to you. Now go be funny. And did everything work? No, of course not. But everything right. doesn't work when they're in the studio. Sure. That's right. But, but and some uh, of that stuff, I arguably I think gets in the way, mm -hmm. gets in the way of creativity. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but we norm we normally do it this way. How many times have you heard things like yeah. that? Yeah. Well, we always do it like this. Well, we can't now. So yeah. What's the best way to do it? That's why, you know, working on a smaller films, uh, working on a, you know, Talladega Nights is a $100 million movie, more than that. It's like, you know, you throw money at a problem. Right. right. Um, not to impugn that show is one of the best things I've ever worked on. It was so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> but the smaller ones where you're yeah. like, well, we can't do that. Like, what's the, what is a more interesting way to do this? Yeah. Because we don't have the money. Um, it makes your brain work a little bit differently. And it, I don't know, so there's something more fun about it. So I, yeah. so I do appreciate yeah. that, that maybe we are really seeing that. It's kind of cool. Um, that's, uh, yeah, man, that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at with this, with this week, buddy. I am yeah. just looking down at my clock here. I got a, so this is a good transition to this. So I'm, I'm started taking another comedy class mm -hmm. and, um, I don't know if you know this, but the West coast is, they have a different time zone there than they, than they do here. What? what? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not following. Three hours actually earlier than us. Oh, yeah, I know it's it's kind of bonkers. I thought, but the Earth is flat. Well, yeah, that the, the ice sense. walls around. Yeah, it's not. That's not really a thing. Uh, huh. So I thought <laughs> I was supposed to have this class before the podcast, but now it starts in three minutes. So uh, I, you, I've always approached this from sort of an academic place, and um, there's a, a group out there that. Uh, a booking agency that is doing some uh, the business of comedy and uh, taking awesome. comedy to the next level in different ways. So I wanted Great. to take advantage of that. So I signed up for an eight week uh, class and it deals with writing and script writing. And uh, like I said, business of comedy and joke writing as well. So awesome. uh, I'm excited to be doing that. I don't have any, I got a couple shows coming up, but uh, I don't think until like the first of October in mooresville but so that's that's what i'll be doing how about you you got anything you want to tell anybody before we scooch out of here uh charlottepodcastfestival.com the entire month of october all kinds of stuff everything podcasting from you know hey i want to have a podcast to uh how do i do a podcast to how do i edit a podcast to how do i market a podcast 
all that stuff. Uh, basically, an entire month's worth of uh, podcasting all up in your business. So check it out, charlottepodcastfestival.com. We got the guru. We got the wizard in town, gang. You have the wizard right here. If you have a podcast idea, you want to do it, bring it to this guy. He won't yeah. steal it. I made jokes about it last week. He's not he's a good person. Wouldn't do it. No, we would not do that. Uh, uh, another brief one, but uh, we're excited to get Will back. Hopefully next yeah. week. Um, I'm Jason Allen King, Brian Baltashevis. This is the Comedy Zone podcast. Thanks for tuning in again. And uh, well, yeah, we'll see everybody real soon. The Comedy Zone podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Baltashevis. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. <laughs> <laughs>